Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. Come on, if you are believing God for peace today, for victory in the midst of trial and tribulation, give Him a mighty praise and a celebration of joy in this place today. In Jesus' Name, hallelujah. Come on, God's on your side. Oh, come on, you can give Him a better praise than that, no matter what you're facing, no matter where you are this morning. They're in Bloemfontein on TBN, TBN yet to One Gospel Praise TV. Facebook Live, YouTube Live, CRC Online, radio stations, correctional facilities. Come on, people all over the nations of the world with us today. Many thousands in Bloemfontein, in many of our churches today. Vintuk with us today. We welcome you today. Come on. God's got a word of deliverance for you today. And that means there is light on the other side of the tunnel in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Take your seats. Thank you. Hallelujah. How many of you know that you were born for victory and you are on the winning side this morning in Jesus' name? Amen. No matter what you are facing, what you're going through, when the going gets tough, the tough get going in Jesus' name. So put a smile on your dial. I know that God still is able to turn the tragedy you've just been through into triumph and that God will turn and cause all things to work together for good to those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. And you know, sometimes as pastors, we feel the pain of people, what they go through, and we want to say that. When I preach from this platform, it's not from a stance of insensitivity. It is to activate you. And sometimes tough times happen and difficult things happen and turmoil happens. And Solomon says at the best, he says, good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people. Sometimes there's no explanation. We don't know it all. But we can have peace in the midst of turmoil and the midst of trouble. And I believe that God is still a God who's in control. He's the Lord of the storm. Come on, He's the God of the breakthrough. He's the master of the breakthrough. He's the great deliverer. He's the great restorer. He's the great repairer. He's the great healer. He's the God who makes a way where there seems to be no way. Can you say amen this morning in the name of Jesus Christ? Okay, I don't understand anything and there's no preacher alive on planet earth that can claim to understand everything. Some things happen. In John chapter 16 verse 33, Jesus says, These things I've spoken unto you, that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Even when you shed a tear, because sometimes we do weep, right? Psalm 30 verse 5, weeping endures for a moment, but joy comes in the morning. And I want to say to those of you that have gone through a tough time and a difficult time, that there is light on the other side of the tunnel and it's okay to weep, it's okay to mourn, it's okay to be human, because God made you a human being. But God is on your side and God will restore the years that the locusts have stolen and God will deliver you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, give the Lord a praise. Somebody stand to your feet and give Him a praise offering today in Jesus' Name. 
And that's what I want to talk about this morning. I want to talk about peace in the midst of a storm. Peace. Please bring me down to planet Earth. I'm not a soprano. Pray for me this week. I'm going for an operation. I tore two tenants off my shoulder. So I'm okay. I'm yeah. Uh, I don't know why you're in bed and there's nothing wrong with you. So uh, I preached this week with torn tenants, not a half torn, torn off. So, uh, and uh, I'm going to be fine. So we're going to my mark and sit all the way Dan word ik Robocop. Amen. So praise God. So um, Mark chapter 4, I want to talk about peace in the midst of a storm. In Mark chapter 4 verse 35, Jesus talking, He says, On the same day when the evening had come, He said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took, the boat, they took Him along in the boat as He was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm, opposition arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. Happening COVID. A lot of bad things happened to good people. A lot of wrong things filled many people's boats. Lack, despair, discouragement, poverty, divorce. But I want to tell you, that God is still in control. The waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. And he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they woke him and they said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he arose and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Hallelujah. Things are going to get better. Things are going to change. God is going to fill your life with a great peace and a great calm in the name of Jesus Christ. Say amen if you believe it. Come on. Things are going to get better. And He said to them, Why are you so fearful or full of fear? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly. And they said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey Him. The Message Bible says in verse 29 or 39, Awake now, He told the wind to pipe down and said to the sea, Quiet, settle down. And I want to say that to some of you tonight. You have to quiet, become quiet, and you have to settle down. You have to stop fretting and you have to stop worrying and stop overthinking everything. You have to believe that God is in control and that God is orchestrating your deliverance and that God will open a door that no one can shut, that He still is the master of the breakthrough. Come on, that God still holds your future in the palm of His hands. Say Amen in Jesus' Name. Hallelujah. And the wind, the opposition ran out of breath and the sea became smooth as glass. And Jesus reprimanded the disciples and He said, Why? I don't want to say that to you. I'm not going to do the Jesus thing. Are you such cowards? Don't you have any faith at all? I want to start by saying this morning that Jesus still has authority over every wind of adversity in your life. I want to say and announce that He still is the storm calmer. He still opens the rock and the water will flow out. He still is the master of many, many breakthroughs. And that means God has a breakthrough in His mind for you. 
If God created the universe with a single word, do you think for a moment that God cannot create something beautiful out of the chaos of your life? I don't care how dark your situation. I don't care how impossible it is what you face this morning. I want to tell you that you are not alone. And I want to tell you that God is in your boat. And I want to tell you that God is going to calm your storm. And God is going to deliver you. And God is going to bring you through to the other side. Shout Amen. This is a word of deliverance today for somebody in this place. He still is the Lord of the winds and the sea must obey Him. And I say it to you this morning, whatever you are facing, I speak a word and I say, peace, be still. No matter what you are facing. Isaiah 54, the Bible says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. He didn't say weapons will not be formed against you. He didn't say there will be no storms of opposition. But what God guarantees you is that God will sustain you in the storm. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Daniel, God is gonna shut the lion's mouth. Come on. Jonah, God is gonna bring you out of the whale's belly in the Name of Jesus. Paul and Silas, God is gonna open the prison doors and God is gonna bring you out. Jehoshaphat, God is gonna show up on the battleground and God is gonna deliver you with a great shout of joy. Come on, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Shout unto God with a voice of praise this morning. Hallelujah. I believe that God's going to arrest whatever is causing the storm in your life. We know the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. No matter what you are facing in the natural, it is spiritual opposition. And we have to use the weapons that God has given us and not become passive and roll over and think we will have a truce with the devil. No. We have places to go and we have things to do. That's what Jesus said to the disciples. Let us cross over to the other side. Well, God's promises are still yea and amen. God's dream for your life is still real. God still says, I know the thoughts I think towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. God still says you will be the head and not the tail. God still says the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. God still says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Come on, God still says, no matter how bad, no matter how difficult, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And there is nothing that can separate you from the love that I have for you in Jesus' Name. Say Amen. So John 16, 33, again, Jesus says, these things I've spoken unto you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So God wants you to have peace in Him. Not in your situation. Because sometimes your boat may be rocked. Sometimes your life gets rocked. Sometimes your business gets rocked. Sometimes your world gets rocked. Sometimes our country, our economy, Eskom. But we don't lose our peace because our peace is in Him. These things I've spoken that in me you may have peace. In this world, guaranteed, you will have tribulations. There will be tough times. There will be things that happen that you never planned. There will be curveballs. There will be opposition. 
Some things just happen. You don't plan it. I mean, I was on my way to the gym, actually just thinking I'm going to gym and I fell down the stairs. How's that? I, I didn't fall off the stairs going to a bar. I thought I'm not going to switch on the light. I know the way. And I didn't know the way. Amen. And there I went, took a dive and landed on my shoulder, broke two ligaments, tore them. Boom. That's like three weeks ago. Then I thought, I'm okay, I'm okay, okay, I'm okay. Then I went for an MRI and I saw, and the guy said, how can you still move your arm? Is this ligament off? Is that ligament is off? I said, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. No, no, I didn't. That's quote, misquoting Scripture, okay? <laughs> so, uh, I believe that God has many things to heal us, okay? So we're not stupid either, okay? So I was preaching at a conference this week, and the person said, well, let's just believe God that everything's going to be okay this week. I say, or let, let the tenant just supernaturally attach. I said, well, if it hasn't supernaturally attached, then it, it's not going to attach without the help of a doctor. That's just me, okay? Don't sit there and look at me in that tone of voice. <laughs> so in any case, in the midst of a storm, God wants you to have peace. God wants you to retain your joy. Hallelujah. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Come on. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, tests and tribulations. Come on. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. Oh, come on somebody. Rejoice in the Lord. The Bible says rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord again. No matter what you feel, no matter where you are, you're not rejoicing because of your circumstances. You're rejoicing because of the faithfulness of God. You're rejoicing that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Come on in Jesus' Name. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Stage four, rejoice. Stage five, escape, rejoice. Hopefully we're back to stage one, whenever, whatever, it doesn't matter. But if Satan cannot steal my joy, he cannot steal my goods. Come on. Weeping endures for a moment, but joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. Come on. Joy is a spiritual force. Joy supersedes happiness. Joy is not based in the condition that you are facing. Joy is an expression of faith towards God, that God is in control, even though things seem to be out of control. I will rejoice in the Lord, as Habakkuk said, even if there's no hurt in the stall, even if there's no fix on the vine, even if it's as bad as it can get, yet will I joy in the God of my salvation. Come on, somebody that's going through a difficult time, a tough time, you've suffered some losses, opposition has robbed you from the blessing of God, you better rejoice because the voice of rejoicing is what is needed on the battleground. Hallelujah. So if Satan cannot steal your joy, he cannot keep your goods. And then God wants us to overcome every storm. I said God wants us to overcome every storm. Not to succumb, but to overcome. Amen. 
So you know, when the devil stole my brother, I became more determined because he died premature. And although it was a difficult time, took me a long time to deal with that, I became more determined to pray for more sick people and to save more people. I'm not gonna let Satan beat me at the game of life. If he steals me yeah, I'm gonna beat him over there. Come on, if he knocks me yeah, I'm gonna knock him harder over there. If he steals a life prematurely, I'm gonna believe God to save a hundred more people in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm gonna hit him where it matters in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm not gonna let the tragedy of life take the life of God out of me. Come on, I'm gonna be strong in the Lord and the power of His might in Jesus' Name. So. When, when, when we go through tragedy, it's, it's not like just don't weep. It's okay to weep. But don't let your weeping become mourning and your mourning becomes a place where you, you stay and it turns into grief. Because when it turns into grief, it produces a graveyard. Robs you of all future and all life. That's why we don't grieve as those without hope. We don't mourn as those without hope. I saw my mother when she lost her son, how she grieved, how she mourned and wept, and it almost turned into grief, like she couldn't get over it. And, and we had to sit with her again and again and again and say, Ma, I see the It's like David who lost his son, David in the Bible, newborn. And he wept before God. I mean, that's the king. It's like people think, you lose your business, you should just be like Iron Man. It's not what you talk about. It's a bad thing, it's a tough thing. You lose your job, it's tough. You, you, you go through a divorce, it's tough. It's no easy. You're diagnosed with an incurable disease, it's tough. But we never lose hope. We never take our eyes off Jesus Christ. We never allow that tragedy to define us. What we do is sometimes, and, and we thank God for people that rally around us and comfort us. And sometimes, I mean, Christians, God bless Christians that comfort us in the real way. But sometimes people throw scriptures at us that we don't need. And you just need somebody to say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm weeping with you. I, I'm sorry. That's it. They don't need the book of Revelation thrown at them. I mean, my brother, listen to me. And because maybe there's a legalist that sits here this morning, be careful what you say to other people. Because my brother, when he fought that cancer for 20, 20 months, we had um, every person, we had the anointing and the gift of healing to pray for him. And then the one person had the audacity, and I felt very bad afterwards that I even exposed my brother to that level of legalism I mean, he's fighting for his life. A big man that's lost like 30 kilograms. He has his pride, his dignity. And I bring this man into my guest speaker's lounge and I say to him, please pray for my brother. And he says to my brother the following. He says, you have unforgiveness. That's why you have cancer. I mean, I said to him, thank you, you can go. And a few years later, that brother died of cancer. That very person who said to my brother, so who did he not forgive? So think what you say. Think the Scriptures you throw at other people. Because when you sit in that situation, that's going to come back to you. 
When people go through crisis, there's not always a reason. When you try to find a reason, you may, find, you may lose the way. Some things happen. You're expecting God to bless your business and the next minute you lose your major clients. You lose your job, expecting for a promotion. You're just about to get married and you find out that girl is unfaithful. Because not always the guys that are unfaithful. Sometimes the girls are more unfaithful. Huh? Because every guy that cheats, cheats with a woman. Hopefully. No, not hopefully, I mean. Oh. Okay, I retract that. Erase, eradicate. Erase. No, I didn't say anything. Okay, so whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So we don't face our battles with a defeatist mentality. Different levels, obviously, of emotional attacks. Different levels of what we have to deal with. But some things really come and they want to take the life of God out of you. It's like a blow that wants to take life out of you. It's like Satan wants to give you that final blow and you're not dead because he does, he steals that which is dear to you. A loved one, a parent, a child, somebody's health, a job, a business. These are realities. People face these things. Trauma. I want you to know this morning that God is not this distant God that doesn't understand. He loves you. When Lazarus died, the Bible says Jesus wept. That means in your situation, if you've gone through this painful tragedy, God weeps with you. You understand that is your friend that sticks closer than a brother. He weeps with you. He loves on you. He encourages you. And then He's going to lift you in the name of Jesus Christ. He's not a God that stands there insensitive and with a calloused heart and nature and just says, get over it. He says, no, I'll walk with you through the valley of the shadow of death. And when you cannot walk, I'm the one that will pick you up and I'm the one that's gonna carry you in the name of Jesus Christ. Sometimes my brother and my sister, we are too weak to walk ourselves. Then we need our friends around us to say, don't worry, my prayers are gonna carry you. I'm gonna carry you. I'm gonna fight for you. You just sit over there. I'm gonna love on you. I'm gonna stand in the gap of you. And I'll tell you something, if there's nobody else, then Jesus Himself is gonna come and He's gonna put you on His shoulders and He's gonna carry you back to a place of peace. He's the angel that will come to you in the valley of your discouragement and He's the one that is gonna lift you up. He's the one that's gonna give you heaven's bread. He's the one that's gonna breathe life upon you. He's the one that's gonna restore your joy. He's the one that's gonna lift you up and you're gonna hear the voice of God again and you're gonna know it is not done, it is not over, I'm not finished because God is still in control of my life life and my destiny in Jesus' Name. This Bible is a book of relationship. It's not one way that we see God and He's, he's, he's hiding all the time. Sometimes we are the ones in hiding and God comes looking for us. When Peter ran from God, God ran after him. When Adam and Eve hid from God, God came to them. All you have to learn to do is to respond to Him. 
Because in your lowest moments, when you think God is not there, that's when He is there. When you feel like you want to lose your mind, that's when He is the one who gives you a sound mind. He's there. You need to hear it this morning because you've been fighting and fighting and praying and confessing and fasting. And I'll tell you something, that God's going to intervene on your behalf. And I want to say this to a woman here today. God's heard your prayers and God's seen your tears and God is sending your deliverance. God is not holding back on you. God is working. He's orchestrating your deliverance. He's a God who cares. He's a, listen, He's a God who understands. He's a God of great compassion. He's a Father. And He's waiting for you to come to Him. So three things when you face a storm. Three things when you face a storm. Number one, you have to pray. <laughs> My word, sometimes I don't know what to pray. I just say Jesus. And that's enough. Amen. Blind Bartimaeus didn't know what to pray. Just say, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Sometimes we don't have to pray long prayer. We don't have to pray educated prayer. We just need to know what name to call on. We need to know the name that is above every other name. Oh, come on. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Sometimes the only thing you need to know is the name of Jesus. He's the name of your deliverer. He's the name of your Saviour. Sometimes the greatest prayer you can pray is just to call on the name of Jesus, 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 Son of David, Jesus, Jesus, and, and cry with all your heart and that's enough. That's enough sometimes. You don't need the right doctrine and you don't need the right presentation. You just have to come in desperation and call on the name that is above every other name and position yourself on the battleground because you know like Judah and Jehoshaphat, you have no power against this attack. You have no power against what Satan has planned against you. But I wanna tell you, you know the name that has the power and the name that will send intervention and the name who will deliver you. His name is Jesus. Won't you shout the name of Jesus? Yes, you are. Whatever your language, say the name of Jesus this morning. Come on. Say it. Say it. Say it this morning. Say it. There's no other name. Say it. Say the name of Jesus over your family. Say the name of Jesus over your business. Say the name of Jesus over your wife. Say the name of Jesus over your child. Jesus, Jesus. He knows why you are calling. He knows why you are saying His name. He knows your plight. He knows your trouble. He knows what you are facing. All He wants you to do is put your eyes upon Him and call upon the name of the Lord. Jesus, Jesus. You know, many of you as little, little children, uh, when you had a nightmare, anybody ever had a nightmare as a child? Yeah. First time my parents take, took me to the show as a little boy and they took me through that, what's that scary place? I got spookies. What was the rabbi's Who can you order with those? God bless them. And I said, that night I'm telling you, the blanket was over my nose. And I said, Ma! 
Now, I don't know why my mother always had high heels on. I'll still ask her one day. <laughs> but I could hear, a, 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 you know, just hear her footsteps. And you know it's okay. Maybe she put them on for me. I don't know. Because I could hear her walk in the midst of a thousand women. Right? Well, God knows when you panic. God knows when you are discouraged. God knows when you have thoughts of suicide. God knows when you are facing trouble. And rather than turning to everything else, turn to Him. Sometimes we become so knowledgeable that we lose connection. You know, in the early days when we got saved, we were taught how to worship God and how to pray. And we had that wheel of 12 steps, right? How many of you remember that nonsense? Five minute segments. And every morning you first come and do what? You confess sin. <laughs> That's been living sin conscious. And you're actually the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Next minute you praise God. It's like your robot. And then, okay, you better lose your five minutes later. But you know, no relationship. No relationship. You know, if you, if you, if you, and I say this to young people all the time. Yes, you have to pray in the Spirit, etc. But sometimes the deeper your relationship, the less you talk. The more you enjoy one another's company. The more you mature in a relationship. The more you know when you talk, He hears and He listens. And He cares. And I can't overemphasize that today. That He cares. And He knows. And He's there. Not as your judge, but as your Saviour. And as your Deliverer. And He's waiting. He's waiting for you. Just to call on His name. To go back to your business. And to say the name of Jesus. And to lift your hands to Him. And say, God, I trust You. You are still the same yesterday, today and forever. You are still a mighty Deliverer. You are still able, God. I trust You. How I many of God created the heavens and the earth out of chaos? Think about it. Why can God not create something beautiful out of the chaos of your life that this COVID pandemic has caused? There is absolutely no reason. He's the same God. He's personal. I mean, mothers would know this maybe better than fathers if you've got five children, 10, I don't know how many kids you have. But you know, the sound of desperation, right? And you don't sit there and hold back. You run. It's like people think God is not involved and God doesn't care. He does care. But we have to come to Him. We have to run to Him. The Bible says we have to cast our cares upon Him because He cares for us. In James chapter 5, verse 13, the Bible says, Anyone among you suffering, let him pray. Prayer should be the first resort and not the last. Psalm 35, 15, the Bible says, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and His ears are open to their cry. Sometimes you have to lift the level of your prayer. I said sometimes you have to lift the level of your prayer. That means you have to lift the level of your desperation. 
You have to cry unto God for your son. You have to cry unto God for your family. You have to stand before the throne of God with a cry of desperation. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Your prayer has to go from your head to your heart. And it's your heart that moves God. One cry from your heart. Psalm 116 verse 1 and 2. I love the Lord because He has heard my voice and my supplication. Because He's inclined His ear to me. Therefore I will call upon Him as long as I live. We should pray about everything. I said we should pray about everything. Before we talk about anything, 1 Timothy chapter 2 says, I would therefore that first of all prayers be made. Not lost. Not as a second resort. The first thing we do when we have a bad report is we pray. When Jehoshaphat was attacked, Judah came and they stood before God and they all prayed together. You can't be a prayerless Christian. You have to pray. Praise your hotline to God. Jeremiah 33 verse 3, call on me and I will answer and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. You cry to God, you talk to God. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, the Bible says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Because God answers prayer. Let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ. So through prayer, we cast our cares upon Him. Through prayer, we seek wisdom from above. James chapter 1. Any man lack wisdom, let, he ask of God, let him ask God. Master, I've toiled all night. I've caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net on the other side in the same waters. And this time, God blessed him because he cried out to God. He heard God. And my brother and my sister, when God is in the equation, things are going to change. Things are going to be better. Things are going to be different in the name of Jesus. Come on. That's a word for somebody. Things are going to be better this week. I believe it. I know your challenges are real. But I know that God's faithfulness is more real. I know things may seem impossible, but the Bible says that things that seem impossible with men are possible with God. I know that your cares and your worries are real, but God says, cast your cares upon Him. Roll your burdens upon the Lord and He shall sustain you. You do not want to carry your burdens. You don't want to carry the weight of despair and depression. You don't want to carry the weight of failure and shame. You want to cast those cares upon the Lord once and for all and get up refreshed and revived in the presence of the Lord. I want to say to you watching on TBN, Praise TV, TBN, yet to all the other television stations, God loves you. He's your Father. He's waiting for you. Paul says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. There's a place where you can come and that's called the throne of grace. Why don't you give your life to Jesus? Why don't you surrender all to Him? Why don't you just call on that name that is above every other name? God bless you. Come on, give the Lord a praise. Amen. <laughs> Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 in the Message Bible, the Bible says, don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayer. Let petitions and praises shape your worry into prayer. So what are you worrying about? In Luke chapter 12, Jesus says we should worry about nothing because we have a Father. 
Yeah, the Apostle Paul says, he says, let petitions and praise shape your worries into prayer. So rather than worry, take your, your wife's hand and say, honey, I don't know how, but we are going to pray and we are going to trust God. I don't know how we are going to come through this season because we don't know how. Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. It's not our responsibility to know. It's not our responsibility to figure it out. It's our responsibility to keep our trust in Him and to pray and to cast those burdens upon the Lord and to leave those burdens with God. Not allow those burdens to weigh you down because God is with you and God is for you. And I want to encourage you this morning as we close the service today that you will cast every care upon Him. Many of you walked into this place burdened. They're in Bloemfontein. This morning, God's going to lift that off of you as we sing a song of worship. God's going to lift that yoke off of you. The other worship song that I asked for, which should have been the last worship song of today, that one. Oh, Jesus loves you. Listen, 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 listen. He's personal. I don't care how many people are here this morning. His eyes are on you. And His ears are open to your prayer. Your participation. Whatever the burden. Whatever you are facing. Whatever conversation you've never had with anybody, especially men, you're in a safe place today. Not to talk so loud that the person in front of you hears it and goes and gossips about you. But commune with the Lord in your heart this morning and behind your mask, just give it all to Him. Every burden, every care, every worry. And you're gonna leave this place with peace in the midst of crisis peace in the midst of a storm because that's what Jesus promises you this morning and when you have that peace you know that things are going to be okay and your faith is going to be reactivated and your spirit is going to be lifted and your joy will return God is with you God is for you He is Jehovah Shammah He is the Lord that is ever faithful I want you to stand this morning. Come on. Even if you're a husband and a wife together, maybe there's something you have to pray about together. Then you hold your wife's hand. You say, my honey, we are going to pray a prayer of agreement today. Matthew 18. We are going to believe God today that things are going to change, that things are going to be different. Come on. Let's use this moment. God is here. I said God is here. The Good Shepherd is here. God holds your future in the palm of His hand. Make your requests known unto Him this morning. Come on, Shalom. Peace, 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 like a river in the Name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And every eye that is closed this morning, maybe you're standing in this place this morning and you've heard our pastor speak about God intervening in the impossible that He will come and He will bring the storm to quietness, to bring it to a rest. Maybe that's you that are standing in this place. But it's easy to face the battles when we know that we have them in our hearts. But many of you today in this place, you know that you know that you know 
that God is not your number one, that you've lost maybe your heart towards Him, that you've grown cold in your walk with Him. Maybe you've never served Him before, but today you have the opportunity that Pastor pointed us back, that He is still the source. He is still the one that can call a storm and say, quiet in the name of Jesus. So as people and believers are praying and every head is bowed and every eye is closed, maybe you're standing in this place and you're saying, if I have to be honest, I do not know this God, the one that can bring the peace, the Prince of Peace that can dwell in my heart and have an understanding that everything will be okay. Maybe you used to serve Him, but at some stage you've grown cold and your circumstances and the things and the storms were just too great and you've wandered away. This morning we're coming and we're saying, this is your opportunity that God is knocking at your heart and He's saying, please come back. Allow me to be part of your life. Allow me to come into your heart and give you that peace. Save every believer that are praying. Save everyone that is in this place. If you do not know God or you used to serve Him, in a moment I'm going to give you an opportunity just to lift your hand and say, Pastor, please pray with me. In the name of Jesus, come on, believers, pray. If that is you, quietly wherever you are, just lift up your hand for a moment and say, please pray for me. I've wandered away. Our hands are being lifted all over this place. Come on, that is you. God is standing with open arms and He's saying it doesn't matter what storm you are facing, how far you've run away from Him. The sins that you committed last night and the weeks past, God is calling you and He's saying, there's no love greater than He has for us. Putting His Son on the cross so that He can take that burden of sin upon Himself. So come on, if that is you, last chance, lift your hands now in the name of Jesus. Come on, his hands being lifted up. We want to say to you that are currently standing in the front, there is so much maybe happening in your heart this morning, but we want to say to you that God loves you more. Come on, those that still want to come, come. God loves you more than you can ever imagine. And if you know anything about our pastor, everything that we are doing, the excellence, the band, everything, is there for you and for you alone. We have, we have the services because it's important that every single person matter to us. In a moment, we're going to lead you in a prayer. But we want to say to you, you're never going to be alone again. Because the Word says that when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, He will never leave you nor forsake you. He has brought you to this place. He put people in your life that maybe invited you for one reason, so He can have communion with you, to have fellowship with you. But in the same sense, we want to walk with you. That is why we called you to the front. Because we want to pray with you. We want to help you. So that you don't have to face the battles alone. Because the Word still declares that if we can stand together and we can pray for anything, the will of God, it shall come to pass. And that's what we want to do for you as a family. So I'm going to ask you, if you can be so kind, just to put your one hand on your heart. And just lift your other hand, just to God as a sign of surrender. And then just follow me in this prayer. Say, Jesus... I come to you today and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Lord, I'm sorry that I lived without you. But today, I make the choice to accept your forgiveness. I believe with my heart that you died for me and that you rose again. Thank you, Jesus, for your forgiveness. Thank you that the past is of the old and you've given me new, in Jesus' name, amen. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. 
If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.